mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't like Christmas, and I'm an I'm not a I'm a bad guy. Give me another cigarette. Give me another cigarette. Wait, is that is that Dennis Leary? Oh, Dennis Leary. <laughs> hey, there's no cure for cancer, and I'm an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I that is a very interesting impression. That, uh-huh. that it feels like an impression of. Hey, I, a... I was big in the nineties. I was big in the early nineties. MTV, MTV generation. You remember? <laughs> right. You know what that makes me think of though is like mm. it's like an older relative who really likes Dennis Leary, mm. uh, doing an impression of him at a holiday party. Yeah, I think I'm that over, older relative now. <laughs> You're speak, talking about me. <laughs> and this is Mama Needs a Movie. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like the way that. <laughs> Like, this is not something I've personally experienced, but I do, I do find that to be like a great uh, uh, family trope, maybe of like the person who's like, oh, this this comedian I love, I'm gonna I'm gonna do their bits, I'm gonna do their acts at a party, (laughs) and then forget most of the jokes. (laughs) Yeah, be like, well, like you don't get it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that is a thing that I've heard people do. They'll be like, they like Fluffy or something, and they're like, I, oh, no, no, you got to, you just got to hear what Fluffy's act is. Yeah, All right, yeah. Here it is. When he does this is it, what when he does, he does when, it. When, no, it's funny when he does it. But let me just do the entire thing right now. <laughs> um, yeah. This yeah. Uh, episode. Speaking is, of holiday parties. <laughs> speaking of holiday parties, we're we're trying to create a holiday party today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today is this is our Thanksgiving episode. Robert's being released Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody mm-hmm. out there. For Thanksgiving, we were thinking, let's try to do a family show of some kind. Let's try mm-hmm. to have a show that involves family in some way. And we had been thinking about bringing, bringing our guests on before, and, and we thought, this is what, why not right now? This is a great time to, to, to bring them on and have everybody around and create a kind of Thanksgiving dinner table, which we won't be able to do. This is as close as we're gonna get to a Thanksgiving dinner table of this kind this year. So this is exciting. Um, to do it this way, I think. And we're also re- talking about a movie which is like we're kicking off the holiday season with a discussion of a movie that's sort of like a holiday-type movie. So it's and so we're, I think we're nailing everything in this episode. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we nailed it. We already nailed it. Let's just stop now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's a family. It's a fo- This family is a fortress, and this family is Dom from The Fast and Furious would say it's about family. Wait, his uh, name is actually Dom? Like he's name, a Dom? His name is Dom Toretto. <laughs> Dominic Toretto. <laughs> but it's like, that's pretty on the nose. He's like, I am I am the top guy. My name is Dom. I did not realize that. <laughs> um our guests today, it's a it's we have two guests. I will say about them both, they are Nashville-based uh singer-songwriters, uh musicians, extraordinaires. And our first guest, incredibly talented musician, uh, has a single out there called Someone Like You, has another single coming in uh, early 2023, and she just so happens to be my little sister, Carly Lane. Are you there, Carly? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can talk. The crowd goes 
Miles? <laughs> that was supposed to be crowd cheering, oh. big amphitheater. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Massive venue. Yeah, massive yeah. venue. Yes. Uh, uh, cheering for me, yes. But hi, uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Mama needs a movie. What Mama an honor! Needs a movie. Did you ever think that you that you would be on the Mama Needs a Movie? I podcast? never thought you'd ask. I feel like I've been hounding and hounding and asking mm-hmm. and saying, "When? When is my time to shine?" What yeah. an honor. What a privilege. How many people did you how did you run out of people to talk to? Is that what happens? Did you run yeah. out of friends to ask? Uh, I feel nope, like that's what nope. Not nope, at all. Nope, not, not at all. Okay. We have maybe not. about well. maybe ran out of people to talk to about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you want to talk about like ran out of close friends, we did. We ran out of close friends after like three weeks. Like we were, we don't know. We don't have that many close friends, but you know, yeah. we've been yeah. having to step out of our comfort zone for a while. Well, I mean, I have this particular problem: is like all the women that I know that have children have said, I'll do it in a month for about an entire year. <laughs> so, yes, yes. That's uh, a real thing, too, is, uh, yeah. yeah, scheduling things is very tough. But I think scheduling a movie that people feel strongly about is always the the most important thing to me, because yes. I want to hear, I don't want to hear, like, I don't know, it was good. <laughs> like, exactly. Good. You got to get some yeah. some insight and some passion into you wanna, movie. And, you want that um, strong opinion. Yeah. 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 Some deep yeah. roots. Yeah. Some, yeah, something, somebody to 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 speak on a, on a film, and and today you're not alone. I'm not uh, alone. I'm you not are alone. joined uh, on this episode. You are joined by another talented uh, Nashville musician, originally hailing from uh, from Texas, from Sugarland, Texas. Oh my gosh! This is a man uh, who is a, a songwriter, singer, musician, guitar player, uh, producer extraordinaire. He has been all over the world. Uh, entertaining our our troops uh he's been all over the united states entertaining our drunks uh and he is uh your fiance carly he's your fiance my what? future brother-in-law what i'm announcing i'm announcing it to you now <laughs> when did that happen <laughs> his name is andrew shaver hi andrew Thanks. What the hell did y'all go with for that intro music it is god awful <laughs> i hate it you have horrible taste. Yes, Bad. yes. Well, oh, well. We should oh, mention. Yes, that we sounds should, familiar. Oh shit! Did I do that? You composed the uh, the our theme music in the style of a uh, Wang Chung score of uh, "To Live and Die in L.A." That was the the kind of thing vibe we wanted, and I think it succeeded uh, beautifully. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we are in L.A. and we're doing the first part. There so, we go. There we go. Great. Thank y'all for having me. I will try not screw this thing up for you. Shit. Uh, you know, you got a great sister-in-law who introduced me to this movie we're talking about <laughs> Wait, today. Great, great I, I have a great future sister-in-law. It's been a very long day. I don't guys, know how we, to we talk should, anymore. We should, we should, uh, we should clarify. I'm not going to be part of this. Yeah, we're recording this at 11.30 at night, so any anything that's confusing is, uh, is uh, 11.30 at night, uh, uh, Central uh, Standard Time. This is Mama um, Needs a Movie After Dark. Mama Needs a Movie After Dark. That's right, um, yes. So let's talk a little bit about Carly. We usually talk about some background you know, yeah. like with a guest, we'll say like, what did you, wh- how did you grow up and what kind of films did you like? And what were your parents like? Yeah. Uh, what this kind of stuff. 
I know all this from you and maybe right. people that listen to this show know all this stuff <clears throat> from me, some of it from me, but I'm actually super curious to hear how you would characterize this about growing up and how movies were important in, in, in your life and how it related to your family and everything. I'm, I'm curious that like a zoo animal, I want to know about, <clears throat> I want to hear like a reflection back on myself of your perception of it. <laughs> well, it's it. Well, it's interesting of you to ask, brother Ryan. Um, no, it's I. You know what's interesting to me is that I talk to friends where they say, "Oh, we didn't watch movies. We didn't listen to music. We didn't. That wasn't." I have friends where that wasn't a very important thing to them and growing up, and an important thing to their family. And I go, "What?" Like because that those specifically music and film was something that was important growing up. And something mm -hmm. we grew up to uh, appreciate and to know to appreciate. So uh, I feel like we were, I would call us a movie family. Mm -hmm. I would say that we were, uh, we grew up uh, appreciating the cinemas. I feel like we went to the theater, the show, I think is what it was called. Went to the show, yeah. The show, the, the Regal, the Mans. What was yeah. that theater called? There was a couple. There was the Mans. Edwards was a very popular. Chain the Mans, there. the yeah. Edwards, yes, yeah. yes. So mm -hmm. we would go to that uh, frequently and and see the movies. But yeah, no. I mean, I feel like that cinema, film, has been an important part of our lives uh, for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like specifically, our mom uh, was a fan of the Ref and was a fan of movies similar. To the ref, she liked kind of the dysfunctional uh, family movies. She liked War of the Roses. She kind mm -hmm. of there was some sort of affinity for those types of of, of movies. Um, I remember talking. I think this was this was an interesting thing because she wasn't. She never outright declared like I love black comedies, but it was more like she. It was something she put together after many years of talking about movies. I remember at some point she was. It was almost like she drew the line between all of them. Mm -hmm. And she was like, mm -hmm. hmm, I really like The Ref, and I really like uh, War of the Roses, and I really like this film and that film. And there were a few other, like she was a fan of Raising Arizona. She, I know she liked the movie Out of Towners, the Jack Lemmon, Sandy Dennis movie. Yeah. And, and she kind of put it together in her head of like, I like black comedies. I like these movies where the families are dysfunctional and fighting all the time and, yeah. and on the verge of killing each other. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's, that seems. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sort of fascinated by this because I did not watch The Ref when I was younger. And uh, kind of for that exact reason, I was like, why would I want to be around more yelling? More and, yelling. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of interesting because I think that maybe maybe for some people that or I feel the same way about Casavetti's. It's just like, oh, my God, there's so much yelling and screaming. And for me, I like my fiction to not have that, the things that I'm sick of in my real life, I guess. And uh, so I but I think for other people, it's very cathartic to see those things be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think modern day that's yeah. that's reality TV, right? That's Real Housewives. That's uh, Teresa Giudice flipping over a table or something. I don't That's, know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't watch that stuff because I just find it, I'm just like, why would I 
you know. Yeah. I, I want to watch the whatever that new one with Colin Farrell where he's in a boring town in Ireland in the 20s. I can't wait to see that. Oh, the Banshees of Innerschmen. <laughs> yeah. Innerschmen. Irishmen. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, I want to go somewhere where the wind is the problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where, but I think that one gets too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that movie is great because nothing <laughs> happens in it. <laughs> And then Carly, like, I knew immediately that we would locate that as kind of like our mom. Oh, by the way, our mom is our mom. We lost our mom about five years ago this week almost or next week, I guess. It's been a, we've, it's, it's a five year anniversary tribute. Rest in peace, mom. Uh, but, but I think about her all the time and about her, her taste in movies all the time. Um, and uh, but your taste in movies, I, I know a little bit about like some of the movies that shaped you outside mm -hmm. of outside of this um but i know i i can say like you i know that you loved the movie bridget jones diary <laughs> very much very when much you so. were like t that's you, you would have been like 10 maybe Ooh. or 12 i think i was a little bit older i think let's say 12 let's go so, with 12 yeah so how the, many the times did she, <laughs> how many times did she see this in theater well she claims it was like three times in the first 24 hours it was it was because i saw it wow. with my mom yeah no we we went we watched it and then we like movie hopped over to the next theater that was screening it we watched it again and i think we you movie we hopped did. into the same movie wow yes that's yeah well, and that's I, like the the um <laughs> yeah scordellis who was talking about his friend who whose yeah. dad did the most incredible thing of watching terminator 2 twice yes. but you, were, you were went with a very different movie <laughs> For I think her, I was there yeah. for one of them. I think I was there for the third time you watched Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, three. so you were there for the good, the good one. <laughs> the three out of fifteen times I saw it at the movie theater. Yes, you 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 showed up. Uh, yeah. What was it yeah. about that movie that? I mean, that one seems like a cozy blanket to me. But what was the what was the reason for wanting to see it so much? Oh, the boys. I really like oh, Colin Firth. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. What yeah. about Love I, Actually and those others? Did that do it? We just not watched so that much. yesterday. Not <laughs> as much. I put it on, you know, I, I $3.99 Love Actually the other day, and it just doesn't cut it as much as Bridget Jones. There's really? About, yeah. You don't think yeah. it holds up as well? Yeah. Huh. It's okay. Love Actually is a good Christmas movie. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, that's a. You might have a love actually guest. I don't want to, you know, spoil love. Oh actually, no, no. I mean, these are all just opinions. There's no right or wrong yeah. answer. I mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I, there's something special about Bridget Jones, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked. Uh, I like Bridget Jones. I liked. I think uh, in high school, I really related to Almost Famous. I really mm -hmm. liked that movie. I really liked High Fidelity. You were kind um, of like the kid in Almost Famous. You were you were a very industrious. I mean, I, I always think of you that way as a kind of industrious teenager, like you're you know, going out on your own. You out know. of high school, I started working with musicians. So I was mm -hmm. like, I did like booking bands out of, right out of high school. So I was underage and working with musicians who were in their twenties and thirties. So I think that's partially why I relate to Almost Famous a little bit. Mm -hmm. Did uh, did anyone jump off a roof though? Yes, <laughs> that happened. Yeah, yeah, we had the I'm or a just, golden god moment. Yeah, yeah. or just yeah. say to your face like over coffee, "I'm a golden god," because uh -huh. that would be freakier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yes, that moment happened. 
No, yeah. so I have my favorite movies, but the, I feel like The Ref, though, was a family favorite that uh, I also like very much. Yeah. How mm. many times have you seen this? Do you th- which one have you seen it more times? <laughs> Probably Ryan, because you're older, so you've had more time to see it. Well, that's the other thing is this movie came out when I was 14, and this mo- for you, it came out when you were like five. So I think you were watching. <laughs> this oh is something. God. This is one thing I actually think about, Carly, which I've not, I don't, I've not really said, is that like there's a ton of movies that I actually re- have a memory <laughs> of you sitting at when you were like five or six that you probably shouldn't have been. At. Oh wow. I, I do remember going through a phase. I don't know how old I was, but I had like a cuss jar, like a swear jar. Yeah. And I remember being really into that. And we went to a screening of Gone with the Wind. (laughs) And you said to me, Carly, there's a cuss word in this movie. And if you say in the middle of the movie, don't cuss and you whip out the cuss jar, I swear. And it was, of course, that I don't give a damn moment. And so, oh, of course, wow. I, I, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I, uh, I, the first, my first screening of the ref when I was, I was when I was five, when I remember that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you, got, you kind of watched a lot of what was just being watched around that time, and so you don't. But do you feel like scarred by it or changed by it in any way, or do you feel like oh whatever? I felt whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's not like you could really go back and <laughs> not watch the ref in your vibe. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's there's maybe uh, jokes maybe that I didn't understand at the time. Like mm-hmm. what? Like do you? Because I have very distinct memories of realizing what the joke actually was. Yeah, later, but thinking at the time, oh, this means something like a little inkling of it. Right. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely like little kind of naughty bits in there that I didn't get as a kid that now I watch. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh, like the, the the wiggling, the tied up bungee wiggling part? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I know what that means. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Now, Andrew, you come from a different uh, family, right? You're not, uh, I'm, we're not blood relation. Uh, Thank God, luckily. <laughs> Otherwise, this would be a real messed up situation. <laughs> um, hey, that happens sometimes. I don't know. I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to say. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family in Texas and where their relationship to to your family relationship to movies and and everything growing up. Surprisingly, not that great. The more the more and more me and Carly look at movies, I sit there and go, oh, I don't know Jack about movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, surprisingly, like, I, like we were looking at stuff the other day, and I was like, I still have never even seen The Godfather ever. Oh, wow, mm. okay. Yeah, I've never seen Godfather. I think we also saw, I've never seen Psycho, all these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I will tell you this, the other day I made her watch... Uh, have you ever seen Wrongfully Accused with Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I know. How I have the friends that heck really have like you it. not seen that? I have friends that say that it's really one of the better Leslie Nielsen uh, It's comedies. one of the yeah. best movies of all time. <laughs> but have you seen The Fugitive just for clarity? Have you actually seen the real movie? Wait a minute. You've not seen The Fugitive? No. Now that's a hell See, of a movie, I would Andrew. Say, all right. All right. I, I would say, though, that, that like the movie Airplane is is a famous parody movie True, and yeah. airport the the basis of that 
absolutely no one cares about. And no one has seen. So right. everyone, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's, I don't really, it's like, hey, you know what? You can enjoy it on its own merits. But exactly. also, Fugitive is a great movie. <laughs> when you when you see wrongfully accused, you're getting the best of the fugitive. You're mm-hmm. getting your yeah. Mission Impossible in there. You're getting yeah. your Braveheart in there. Yeah. It's a three for one trilogy, baby. You all good. But now, now wow. I'm doubting how much of those real movies you've actually seen. Have you seen Mission Impossible? Have you seen Braveheart? Have you I've seen-, seen Mission Impossible. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> well, I mean, I've it's sort of enough. <laughs> it's hard to not have seen a Mission Impossible because yeah. there are yeah. like ten something. I don't know. I feel like you. Well, there's six, one. and they're making, and they're going to release seven <laughs> soon. Okay. Well, um, I'm not that insane about them. I just, I mean, they're, they're basically they're all similar. So you ways. find that the dynamic in your uh, courtship. <laughs> It was not about movies. Oh, you didn't fall in love about movies. No, it's it's yeah, it's been weird. She has introduced me to a whole new line of cinema over the last what over two and a half years now. Yeah, what's a film or two? Uh, a film or two that you guys have have seen since knowing each other that you gone like, oh, okay, this is like a new experience, and it was interesting. Or well, I will actually say, I think this was the first holiday movie we have watched together. I think mm-hmm. the rest. This, yeah, oh yeah, oh, wow. no, this. So this forever for the rest of our lives will be our Christmas movie. Is the rest? Oh jeez. Oh wow. <laughs> we watched the. Was it the Miracle on Miracle Live Street or what was it? Miracle on 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 a uh, oh thirty fourth Street, 34th? the one where the guy's like, oh the guy yeah that guy oh Chris uh, it's Wonderful Life yeah Wonderful Life we oh, watched that at, yes. we watched that at a theater I had actually never seen that I was pretty impressed it was good good little it's, flick good little it's flick. darker than you think isn't it <laughs> oh it no that's dark. why I it's liked real, it real it was just yeah. Yeah. I will say that we saw that um in 2020 and we had just gotten a, we had just had COVID we both had COVID <laughs> and we went and we watched it and uh, came to the realization that we were not spending Christmas with our families and uh, I sat in the theater and sobbed Oh, no. It was only a single tear, though. Single tear. We're it good. Was, We're good. That was my God. What my, a dark. We were just uh, Anna and I today. We're just talking about Thanksgiving 2020 as a low point of uh, of of like a near breaking point, and uh, Christmas mm-hmm. of 2020 being somewhat similar. Well, <laughs> I, I know that we spent Christmas. We spent or th- Christmas. We spent Thanksgiving with our neighbors of 2020. What did you guys do? Uh, uh, I had Thanksgiving in the park. I had Thanksgiving in the park. I met up with Anne for like a little, a little moment of in the park. Yeah, for like half an hour because that was the only safe <laughs> amount yeah. of time. Apparently, it was very. But I just, yeah. I also, to be perfectly honest, I don't really care about Thanksgiving. Was it that just like you in the park? For like an event, or were you like oh, hanging no, out no, with no. vagrants, no. or Truly just, just like chilling? And made some food and put it in Tupperware, and, and yeah, brought and, it to yeah. the park. Yeah. And my kid ran around, and it was like, oh, I mean, the thing I think the thing that gets me about Thanksgiving is that it's just not really. <laughs> I just came up with this theory this year, is that I think Thanksgiving is like Valentine's Day 
that it just rubs in whatever, if you're not in the best situation, family-wise or relationship-wise, it's just there to rub it in. Yeah. Yeah. And Valentine's sell some Day butter balls up in there. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, hey, so, do you not know how to cook or have any relatives around? Well, here's Thanksgiving to make you feel real bad about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you're not in love, here's Valentine's Day. Exactly. If you don't have yes. anything yes. to be yeah. thankful yeah. for. Thanksgiving is Valentine's yeah. Day for families. Uh, yeah. But then yeah. at the same time, it's the same way for Valentine's Day and Thanksgiving that it's like, oh, that's when you hang out with your friends and you have a great time and you actually don't feel bad about it. It's just you can if you're sort of in the, the mood to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overrated. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a lot of miles to travel just to eat a bird and, you know, it's... it's That's overrated. what my whole thing with Thanksgiving is. I'm like, I remember specifically being in college and kids being like, well, I got to travel home for Thanksgiving and then I got to come back and go to school for three weeks mm-hmm. and then travel back for Christmas. And I'm like, let's compress some of this. This is insane. Yeah. Like, this But you is- know why they were doing that, right? Why? Because their parents were paying for their entire lives. Yes. <laughs> if their parents wanted them home, they went home. <laughs> Can I? May I say something about yeah. our wedding fund? Yeah. <laughs> so, Andrew's parents, you, Ryan, have kindly donated a, a very generous portion to our wedding fund. I put it in a start little bit. planning. A very I, generous. I, 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 I'm not a. I'm not as. I'm not as poor as one would think of looking and at my. Apartment. You have already paid. Yeah. You have already sent uh-huh. the check. Yeah. I've already cashed it. I've already <laughs> spent it. We're already in debt. You've We're spent trouble. it on rent. <laughs> Please send more money. Uh, and. Andrew's family, which is sure to listen to this podcast, so I'm uh, already disowned. Uh, they've already promised a certain amount of money, which they have not sent mm-hmm. yet. But they've also, <laughs> so we get a text from them the other day, or his, his mom the other day, <laughs> which says, we'll uh, pay for you guys to come out for Christmas, and the flights will come out of the uh the wedding fund, the promised wedding fund. <laughs> the flight money will come out of that. Interesting move, yes. Interesting move, mm-hmm. right? Very interesting. Clever. I don't Clever. Because she didn't say the wedding fund wasn't going to have, like, that that's like a bank. She didn't specify what it was going to be spent on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Clever. Christmas, Clever. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. What to, is, is that just the Andrew and Carly fund? I guess. Well, maybe here's that's what it's sounding like. Or maybe she's just never going to leave and then she'll be there for the wedding. <laughs> well, she wants, she's very adamant all the time. Every time it comes up, y'all need to get married so, so I don't have to deal with you anymore. You're Carly's problem now. Oh, well, that's just a, that's just a classic, uh, 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 lady from the ref, I think. What what is this? The ref, the 1994 <laughs> comedy, The Ref. I think what's happening right now is that I'm Judy Dench, Andrews, Kevin uh, Spacey. I wish we, Judy Dench. Was I don't the movie. touch yeah, Judy Dench were in the movie. That'd be a good movie. We have this wedding fund looming over our heads, yeah. and it's going to come up at Christmas mm-hmm. every year until we we pay. Oh off. yeah. Can, we, can I uh, ask you guys? I mean, since we're on it, we've we're, we've broken open this topic. Can can you tell us about your your engagement? How that happened? Oh, that's a sweet story. <laughs> so, you were not going to tell I, it. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you I'll tell be it. Happy to tell it. So, uh, okay. 
so in Nashville, Tennessee, there's a very historic venue called the Ryman, and it's where they used to host the Grand Ole Opry. Yes, yes. And uh, Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn and Johnny Cash and Dolly Parton and all these old historic country stars played there. And uh, just over the years, hundreds of thousands of, of bands and artists and just very historic, very, very sacred and special venue. And uh uh, they've all played there, and it's it's my favorite. It's become now my favorite place. I think in America, at least I you know uh, the world. I don't know, but at least in America, it's my favorite place. So, uh, Andrew, uh, being uh, very sweet and very clever, we went to a show. We went and saw um, a show with Sean Colvin and uh, Sarah Jarouse and uh, Mark Cohen and. Uh, so those are all my favorite artists, and this was oh gosh, we got engaged in uh, November 9th. November 9th, yes. And so we went, and well, I thought last it was just year. last year, right? Love last year, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So we went, we we saw the show, and I, I was very excited to just see this show. It was some of my favorite artists, and uh, little did I know we had great seats, and and uh, Andrew. Post so during the rhyme and they finished their show. They they all finished the show and during the encore and this is kind of a historic thing. During the encore, instead of applauding, the the Ryman is a very kind of uh, it's wooden pews and wooden floors and very old. And so instead of applauding, what you do is you stomp to encourage the encore. Mm-hmm. And so it, while everybody was stomping during the encore, that's when Andrew uh, decided to uh, propose. And she had said it was her favorite part of any show at the Ryman my... at her favorite place in the world. Yes, so. yes. Figured I'd be solid right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. My favorite moment of any place in any, uh, yeah, so that's that's when he asked. And I said, uh, yes. Now, at the same time, she had told me beforehand, she goes, I already have my grandmother's ring. Uh, yes. Oh, and so at some point she j- made a joke of instead of a ring, get me a another guitar, <laughs> which I have. <laughs> if you could see behind us right now, you'd go, uh, Are yeah. you have enough. Okay, good. Now she said, give me another guitar instead. So I said, gladly. So one Friday night, I roll into Guitar Center and I talk to this guy. I'm like, Here's the situation. Here's what's going on. It's this is like you have to tell me the the cubes versus zirconiums and the pillows and the yeah. queen. I don't know. Yeah, you're getting you're you're having the si- ring sizing discussion with exactly. the, the guitar yeah. center guy. Yeah, exactly. So I spent about you know probably two hours trying out like two three dozen guitars and. Finally, I chose the right one that had the warmest tone and played the best and had the greatest projection, and especially in the low end, it was very beautiful. And so I found it fitting for your for your sister. I thought it was this is a good one, and so I even told her though. I go, it was like a Friday night, and I was like, all right, I'm going to Guitar Center. And by the way, like a week before, I had been like. Hey, let's go to the arts and crafts store. That's like happens to be next door. And mm. Then we rolled by and hey, let's go check out a bunch of acoustics just for no reason. And then the week later, I go, I'm go play a bunch of acoustic guitars at Guitar Center. And 
I brought one home. I even told her, I go, I have a guitar down there. Don't look at, don't even look what brand it is. Just ignore it. Oh. And she somehow didn't realize, oh, I'm about to be proposed to. What was up with that? No, yeah, uh, I guess I'm just, I'm just uh, <laughs> blissfully ignorant. Yeah, so, no. So, I, Carly, when you pawned the guitar, how much was it worth? Uh, $3,000. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, though, if, I, if, if we break out, do I have to give the guitar back? It is in like my possession a, immediately. A engagement ring? Oh, shit. All right. Um, uh, no, that's, but he that's did very go. sweet. You guys had a very, I think, a very good and sweet uh, uh, engagement yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. very it good. Didn't involve a jumbotron, which I mean, I'm waiting for someone to give me the jumbotron story. Yeah, I had because no I one had wants come. that, or they say they don't want that. But I just want to meet the one person who does want that. <laughs> he didn't propose during jumbotron. He didn't propose on a, uh, a bachelorette's uh, pedal tavern. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I had to call I and talk to, to the future brother-in-law. <laughs> Which Hopefully I didn't I did know. all right. So what, I don't understand. I, I still don't quite know the conversation that you guys had because there was a pre-blessing phone call. As you do. As one does. What? How did that go? I thought it went well. I mean, to, I mean, to clarify, we have our, our, our father is around. You, he's not somebody what? you... <laughs> You would not necessarily consult with him about your marriage, and so so Andrew called me about uh, about it, and to, because I guess he's an old fashioned guy, called me about it, and to, to get my uh, I don't know uh, whatever sign off on it, and I signed off on it, you know. Um, Was Ryan, there any is that legally binding though? Because you're not. <laughs> You're not, Better be. You're not I wouldn't hold up in a marriage court of law or whatever. In an old-fashioned court? Maybe not. <laughs> Was there any kind of threat? Was there any kind of if you hurt her? If uh, no, I just requested a dowry. I requested a dowry. Uh, okay. Which, uh, yes. Okay. Is, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, fair. That's yeah. Uh, no, but I thought that was a good, uh, maybe a good conversation to to have. I don't think that's a, a, that old-fashioned of a thing to do. It wasn't like permission, you know, so much. I think if I was marrying a woman now, I would probably talk to the parents ahead of time. I don't know. Who knows? It depends on the is that parents. Old, is that old school? Is that viewed as old school? I feel like it's very old school. I feel like, that, tra- I feel like that particular tradition is, is highly old school. Hmm, I didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you want to make a good impression, though. It's like you don't have to do it, but you... You want to make a good impression and be like, hey, it matters to me that you like me instead of, I don't care. It was mentioned the later that night. I said, Ryan already signed off on it. We're good. No, oh, so it doesn't matter what you say? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, yes, my my actual, my vote actually trumps Carly's in this. Uh, yeah. In yeah. This, I mean, I do think that that's the original idea of the asking for permission is like, I don't uh, care. You're marrying that one. Before, yeah. yeah, before I said yes, I was like, did you talk to Ryan? Is he good with it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is he okay? Yeah. Okay. Is he all right? Is he all mad? Right. Okay. Is he mad? Uh, 
But I think it, I mean, I think it makes sense. I mean, we've talked about one of the themes on this show, repeated themes, is the the notion of the small family. Because Anne and I, I think, both have small families. And and, it's, and I actually think Carly, You know what? Fam- I think I would rather call them petite families, thank you. <laughs> I think the petite actually sounds so much more exclusive. <laughs> Behind the velvet rope of this family. They're petite, not- handsome families. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like Carly, you and I didn't always have such a small family. We, it, it, you know, um, families shrink. They shrink because of distance, and people die, and people whatever they peel off or whatever. And so now, it's sometimes got, they just get smaller in size too. People just get short. People do shrink. They that do shrink. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. age, and they just get small in size. Uh, no, uh, it's actually interesting though. Andrew and I have had this conversation because I feel. And this kind of relates to the movie too. It, it, you and I, me and you and Janine, we all uh, had your kind of, sister. Janine, my Janine, sister. Janine's For our people older who sister, aren't yes. in this family, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes. We have an older sister. She's we have an older sister. Years. She's a couple yeah. years older than me. We all kind of grew up. I think this is fair to say, maybe a little bit closer to mom's side of the family, aunts and uncles, and grandma and grandpa and cousins and all that. Mm-hmm. And I've discovered that that's not terribly uncommon. Andrew is also closer to his mom's side of the family, uh-huh. the aunts and uncles and cousins. Uh, his dad's side of the family way bigger, way more siblings on that side, way more cousins, and he just doesn't. You know, they're kind of scattered and he's not as close to them. So I think that it's not actually that uncommon to be closer to one side of the family than the other. Sure. Yeah. It also depends on like if a parent makes an effort to, to maintain the relationships with that, with that side. Well, of the really, yeah, I know. think it's just about whether or not your parent is popular. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is your parent yeah. well-liked? <laughs> yeah. Are you popular? Are you, is everyone like, Oh, they came. Oh my God. <laughs> or are they like, Ugh, go sit over there. Just yeah. bring your casserole and set it down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, are they a hot ticket? I do think that that's part of it, though, is like if there yeah. are a lot of people, like you're saying, like maybe it's so many relatives makes it just like, I don't know, it kind of got lost in the shuffle, you know? Yeah. Like, There's cousins that are my like, cousin who? And I think Andrew has the same thing of like, cousin who? Yeah. 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 Well, that's an interesting thing because on our mom's side, we have, uh, I want to say we have three cousins. Um, we have three cousins, to, but maybe not. Uh, no, maybe it's not. three. We have three on our on our mom's side, and on our dad's <laughs> side, we have. A, I feel like we have approaching sixteen or something. We have what? a much a Dear much larger. Um, I'd have to do that recount or whatever, but yeah, do the recount. Quite a few cousins on that side, <laughs> and there is like a little bit of a thing where you just in your head you could keep straight a smaller number. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going like we're going out to South Carolina on Wednesday for Thanksgiving, and there's cousins on that side that I keep calling cousins, and there there's cousins that are my age, there's cousins that are in their fifties and sixties, and everybody's just a cousin. And yeah, so, yeah. How how do y'all define cousins? Because with Carly, it seems to be a thing of which, by the way, she according to her, growing up, it was a thing of like. My mom's sister's husband is not my uncle. I don't call them uncle. I call them by, like, Bill. This is an interesting question. And then uh, when it comes to other people, it's like, oh, that's my cousin. And I'm like, okay, they're, like, 30 years, 30 to 40 years older than you. And you're like, well, they're my mom's cousin's cousins. And it's like, 
Yeah. That's not that's not your cousin. Yeah, I don't I think, think that's, that's how, how it works. I think it's a southern thing. <laughs> I think that this is based in the 23 and me version of cousins. He's like, <laughs> once you have a cousin, if it's your grandma's cousin, it's your cousin. Like there's no escaping your cousin. If it's a cousin, it's a cousin for generations to come. You mm-hmm. get this cousin. And I have so many 23 and me cousins and I have no none that I know in real life, but it's like Oh, yeah. Some of these people are like 70 years old and live in Canada because they're like my great grandparents cousin. Yeah. And so they're still my cousin somehow. But I think when you're talking about a cousin, you're talking about someone your age. You should go over and try to like have a sleepover with them. Yeah. Be like, we're cousins. (laughs) Are we going to camp? We're going Come to on. camp, right? Let's run around and play. <laughs> Do you want to go to the lake? Come on, let's go to the lake. <laughs> I play with the guy who's from Arkansas. Cousin your own age has a whole different meaning, and I don't uh, like it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. That's a different, okay. that's a different story. Yeah, but, but that's I mean, actually- like, like a like a pseudo-sibling. I know people who have cousins like that, where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's my, it's my parents' sibling's kid who was born around the same time, and so we grew up essentially as cousins yeah yeah but then there are other people who are like well that's my my mom's best friend had a kid and that's (laughs) my cousin you know i feel like i had a cousin larry jr who was close to my age and ryan you had a cousin you have a cousin they're not dead they're still very much alive (laughs) and thriving and well we uh, scott uh, who was close to your age and we grew up and basically they were siblings because they were over at the house all the time and, yeah 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 you know. he was my, yeah yeah scott was a, was was close to a, he was close to my age and so he i had a kind of a, br- kind of brotherly relationship with him he's yeah. now married and lives in atlanta georgia uh he, he has a youtube with his wife called the neverlanders uh, where he's they a youtuber look at, they no, they look at they go to amusement parks yeah. The amount of episodes I have seen of that, it is glorious. Yeah. Are we allowed they, to, they go to amusement parks. Uh, yeah. Are we allowed to co-plug a podcast in the YouTube? I feel well, like that's... only if it's a cousin. Nothing okay. else. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think I thought it was fascinating to watch because it's like it's. It, it, I didn't know about that whole world of like of like. All right, everybody, we're going to the new Disneyland Disney World thing. Or Are whatever, there really they, that you know. many in the the general? Atlanta area that you can review amusement parks? I think they go out to Florida and Epcot and all those kind of. But like what's interesting about all that uh, amusement park stuff is that like there will be like, let's say, a water park that opens up. And people, I think, are just like, is this water park like worth going to? And so they oh. search YouTube to see like, is this water park worth going uh-huh. to? And if you can get the, re- if you can review it at the right time, you can get like a million people watching your video. Right. You sound like you're pitching the idea of the show. <laughs> you're like, exactly. hey, you know what? You know how you can make a lot of money is reviewing water parks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We really messed up was, talking about movies. We well, should be exactly. reviewing yeah. water parks. Look, yeah. look, if we can get enough people that are interested in the movie Bad Timing uh, directed by Nicholas Rowe, we could we could have a we could have a, a million dollar <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, because because you know what it was made in 1980 and now is the time when people want to watch it. <laughs> they'll seriously though, they'll be like, I remember him talking to us about the the YouTube channel and he was like, "Oh gosh, we were making enough money to like it was taking care of our car payment." And are you YouTube, serious? Yeah, and then like YouTube switched their algorithms, and they were like, "Fuck you, YouTube! Like you screwed us over." And like they all made this... enough money to make a car payment. Yes, well, they were that making could that much mean money. A lot of different things. 
So yeah, that's to, true. To to, to be fair lot. about car payments, <laughs> there's a lot of sad people in the world. Is a down payment on a car or just a monthly payment? That's what yeah, I'm saying. a monthly yeah, payment could could actually be like, well, that's. That's, well, that's nice, a lot of money, but, though. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's, that's not a lot as of money. much as the ticket to the water park. Is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. In the future, when we're poor and have a bunch of children running around, I'm just going to tell her, "All right, kids, we're going to Disney World. Just put on your VR goggles. We're all going to watch a video." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the same that's experience. The yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, why not? Well, in the future, do you think there will be home invasions? Uh, that are that are that end up being awesome. <laughs> I think that's how I would describe this movie: is a home invasion that turns out to be awesome, which would be a better tagline than what is on the DVD cover, right? What Do is you remember on the DVD what it says cover? on there? Oh, the DVD cover is a mess. The D, D, it's like it's like he's kidnapping them and they're making his life hell or something. Like it's not right, but uh, yeah. yeah, the ref, no, yeah. This movie was released in 1994. It was released in March of 1994, which tells you something because it's a Christmas movie. Wait, it's what? a Christmas themed movie, and uh -huh. it, I think it was so. Uh, it was such a problem film. You almost said bad. That's interesting. <laughs> well, no, it was. It was just a. It was a. I think for the studio, it was a problem film. It was a delayed movie. The, yeah. The, there, there were. Yeah, there were clearly, problems yes. with the film. And so yeah. it was released. It was sort of dumped. We were actually on a roll of this kind of movie because Defending Your Life was kind of an unsuccessful comedy. Waterworld, uh -huh. notoriously big kind of flop movie. Bad timing, basically unreleased movie. And now yeah. The Ref is a, is a, this is the fourth movie in a row that was like hugely unsuccessful at the time and has since kind of gained some Almost enthusiasm. made a dollar yes i mean none of these movies actually really did well ever exactly. <laughs> we're happy to keep the tradition going and i actually just looked at one of the movie posters and, and the, the little tagline is they may be hostages but what they're doing to the guy is criminal yes oh, okay there you go uh -huh. there you go yeah it's yeah. like yeah. you could have come up with something a little more clever than that but hey. yeah. Yeah. okay i have a question with criminal with dennis leary Mm -hmm. I exposed her to this earlier today. She didn't know about it. Ryan, I think you might know. Weigh in on if you know the Bill Hicks, Dennis Leary controversy. Do you know what's up with that? No, no. Did it, was did it involve him, like Dennis Leary, maybe stealing something from Bill Hicks? A lot of oh. bits. Okay. Oh. They were apparently friends at the time, oh. but then a Apparently, it got to the point where he would, Bill Hicks would joke on late night TV, going, Oh, yeah, they're doing comedy back from five years ago. Oh, so wow. yeah, it's actually a controversy with Leary of whether or not, which also I realized today when we talked about it, I was like, I guess I'm way more of a Leary fan than I thought I was. Oh, I are know you? way more about him than I thought I ever did, including like reading his books and stuff. But yeah, I was like, Whoa. Wait yeah. a minute. Okay, it's so you read American Why We Suck. It's damn good. Go check that out. <laughs> so have you seen other Dennis Leary movies? If you I mean so he's written nonfiction books? Well, no, it's it's hold on, I always get those confused. Novellas. What, is it novellas? The one, no, no, the one about your real life is fiction nonfiction. Oh nonfiction. Okay, yeah. Nonfiction. I'm, I'm an idiot. I, I was actually um, working at Funny or Die when he was promoting these books, and I think I made like I might have helped make some videos that were. By the way, books, I've yeah. I've heard about the famous Christmas ornament you oh, have. Yeah. 
That's true. That's true. I tell us about that. When Dennis Leary came, well, this is—I mean, it was not. I, I feel like we're making this seem like this is like our mother's favorite movie or something, which it wasn't. <laughs> but it was you like you actually kinda, are both sounding. Yeah, like it, but 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 it, but it was a movie that we watched during Christmas. And when Dennis Leary yeah. came, he smoked a bunch of cigarettes. He stood in like one spot and smoked a bunch of cigarettes and just threw them on the ground. And mm. I grabbed some of his cigarettes and put or some of his butts and put them in like a little glass ornament and make an or, made an ornament out of it and, wow. and, and gave it to my mom and I was like hey here's a here's like a little ornament for the tree I thought it was, it was funny you know and she put it on the tree every year that still to this day was her favorite movie <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie, favorite <laughs> ornament, and really, this, if you want to, if you want to know cool. our mother, just watch the ref. Just watch you'll the really ref. get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but which, but is yeah. she Dennis Leary? Which, if she is someone in this movie, who is she? In this movie? Uh, Judy Davis. Judy Davis. <laughs> I, well, I would say I, I actually was rewatching the movie trying to diagnose that. I was like, who did she identify with? Or did she just identify with the chaos and the hatred? <laughs> I mean, maybe she identifies with Jesse. Maybe she wanted to blackmail J.K. Simmons. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think she probably liked Judy Davis in the movie. She was she liked Judy Davis in every movie. Anytime she saw Judy oh, Davis, she's she great. was like, yeah. Judy Davis yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Her yeah. accent in this movie too is so solid. You would really never know she's Australian. Yeah. 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 She's Australian? No. Yep. She's yeah. Australian, but it's su- it's such a good American accent. It doesn't sound pushed in that like I'm a normal American. Yeah, like, she, American. she really no, mastered no. it. She yeah. was the other movie. Yeah. Horrible haircut, though, I got to say. <laughs> In this movie, a little bit. Spiky. Um, Spiky haircut. Just so bad. Did you see Carly the movie, or has anyone seen the movie Husbands and Wives, Woody Allen's Husbands and Wives? No one's watched that, Brian. I thought uh, that was Husbands that. and Kids. We're already talking about <laughs> so Kevin much. Spacey. We can't cover Woody Allen in this <laughs> podcast, too. It's just too much. Yeah, it's, 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 they're gonna, it's, it's they're too gonna, much. She said it's going to do a report on us. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, Well, anyway, she's very good in that movie, Husbands and Wives, and this movie is almost kind of like an extension of that type of performance. She was the she was really terrific around this time, and uh, uh, acting as kind of a high strung woman. See, I I thought she was going to be a lot more of kind of like a you know you moved my lace napkins kind of like fancy rich lady, but mm-hmm. when it really gets down to it, she isn't a fancy rich lady. She aspired no, no. to it, maybe. Um, and then moved out to the suburbs because and then there's this whole bit at the end where Kevin Spacey is just laying it out like, oh, well, I took the money because I wanted the thing. And and it's like, oh, no, you're she's much more interesting in the things that she wanted. Like he's criticizing her. I mean, it stuck out of my head is he's, he says to her that she, uh, you know, you didn't want help with the with the baby. You want mm-hmm. to do it all yourself. And I was like, that's a really strange criticism. To be making of your mm. wife, uh, yeah, yeah. I hear but that very, all the time. The, the very Ryan, like, you, of we all introduce you one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when you really get back, like into the backstory of it, basically, I mean, the movie. Uh, just to, yes, uh, yes. I mean, you we're spoiling a little bit what the movie is. about, but it basically, it's about a criminal who's robbing a. Uh, a house that goes awry he k- ends up kidnapping a couple and the couple just argues the whole time and drives them crazy that's kind of the whole the whole thing and uh the couple who's seeing a therapist played by uh bd wong uh yes. 
On a they, break from the yes. dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not a do, doing dinosaur stuff at the moment. Which, by the way, Andrew is a, Andrew's a maybe a, the number <gasps> one Jurassic uh, Park fan in the world. What? So wow. you know, oh, yeah. wait. We're, we're shifting episodes. Let's go. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Somebody said Jurassic Park three was the best one out of the that's franchise. Not, that's not a. Oh, I didn't no, say that. No, this is a talking point. Though. Uh, but anyway, they they go to B.D. Wong, uh, and he's kind of ineffectual as a therapist, and they find that Dennis Leary, this criminal who has kidnapped them, sort of has a directness and a kind of um, decisiveness that settles a lot of their arguments. He really is the ref. That's where the title sort of comes from. Is And they find that this is ultimately a cathartic thing for them, him being in the family and present for these tense family arguments. It's a scary situation, but the comedy of it comes from, it's like, whoa, there's someone, there's a witness here who's speaking very directly about our family dysfunction. Because he's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. I I actually think that the character, as a a new watcher of this movie, I don't think he's a ref. I think he's uh, an advocate. He's like, he's the one who's going to put down the people who have not been put down the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So the it, the marriage part even isn't really very important by the end. It's just like, it's about taking down Kevin Spacey's overbearing mom, which is like, oh, that's weird, because the movie started out about the couple. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, I'm going to call you out, you terrible woman. And that's... So, so it's like a Me Too movie. Well, I think it's just like, you're you're trying to... It's it has some interesting gender stuff in it, I think. <laughs> it's like he works for his mother's antique store. Yeah. They all do. A lot they all of, do. It's a lot of layers of he's not manly, I think is what the movie is trying to He's not manly say. and then they, they you meet his brother late in the movie and his brother is even even less uh I would say not manly it's more of a, he's more of a pushover for his mother he's more of a pushover for right. his wife and, and his, yeah, wife, and his and wife and they're both yeah. they're both kind yeah. of like angry and resentful of their yeah like that they can't get over the mob character like the mom character is so significant as the problem She really runs the show and they yeah. seem to have both married women that run the show like maybe right but then yeah. anyway yes I, yeah. I thought that some of the stuff that happens at the end is like oh maybe because talking about a, a guy a grandma or something is it's not as spicy as a couple who's fighting mm-hmm. it's a modern oedipus complex really <sighs> i mean well well that's one read of it i hope not <laughs> but you know the lady who plays um who plays the 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 mom the older woman uh, she's in Mary Poppins. She plays the uh, the suffragette, oh, uh, Gl- wow. Glennis Johns. Glennis Johns. Johns. She's she's also in a uh, a version of um, Robin Hood mm. that's that's old. But she has the most incredible accent, and she is still alive. What? Whoa. Yes, she outlived Olivia de Havilland. She is currently still alive. But this was the, her second to last movie. Wow. Whoa. I know you're Googling it because you can't believe it. I am. But she is still She's 99. Alive. Your husband insane. ain't dead. He's hiding. By by the way, rest in <laughs> rest in power, the Power Ranger who passed away today. Oh yeah, Green Power Ranger. Oh wow, she is 99. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
She's the last one of that era of actresses. And I grew up watching Mary Poppins and the the Robin Hood that she's in. And so whenever I see her, I'm just like, oh, my God, it's Clintus Johns. And then seeing her in this movie is like her voice is intact. It's it's so totally her. Very so, distinctive yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. I think I was yeah. a little overly sympathetic, maybe, in a way that you're not supposed to be. That I was just like, oh, it's my friend. <laughs> well, I will say that I quote the ref oddly uh, amount. Uh, and uh, thank you, Mary and Gary and Larry and John or whatever it is. I, yeah, I say yeah. that a lot. Yeah. She gets like a gift from like, it's like too many names on a small Oh, when gift. she's holding yeah. the wallet, like it's yeah, a disgusting yeah. piece of Thank you, Mary and Larry and Connie yes. and John. Everyone. Yes. yes. And then we all know the Christine Bransky line that you quote. Uh, Slipper uh, socks. Medium. <laughs> Oh. Okay, the um, the family members of that movie may have been the best part. The woman in the movie kind of stole the show. Which woman? <laughs> there are several. The, the grandma and the Glynis? sister-in-law. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would say what I would say about this movie, we talked well, actually Carly, you and I were like texting about this the other day is that this movie is weird. It is. It's a it's a Movie that we watched a ton and have very fond memories of. But I would actually argue that an hour of the movie is not that great. Okay. <laughs> and really, like, the last half hour is where it's all at. It's all in that dinner thing. It's all when the family gathers. Like That's the sweet spot is when, the, yeah. when all the family gets there and they start getting at it. That's when it's like, ah, shit, it's yeah. gonna get good. Well, yeah. see, I think part of that is, uh, as, yeah, as again, as a new watcher, I think that there's something really brilliant about adding tension by putting candles on everyone's heads. <laughs> yes, because yeah. they could light each other on fire at any moment, and you know the actors could. It just yeah. it really amps the tension up. It I is, have to it say, is. it's a brilliant image. I, I I'm never not impressed. When she, the, Judy Davis introduces a, like a Scandinavian, traditional Scandinavian uh, Christmas dinner, and she makes everybody put on yes. <laughs> uh, candle hats. And with the lamb gooskins. Le- with yes. the lamb gooskins and everything. I, it, it, I, I really do think it's like a, a, a brilliant comedy image, tableau of all the, of everybody wearing those hats. And then she's so eager and such a lovable character. I, this is something I found watching this movie this time was she was so as she's explaining it and no one's really into it and like the ne- her little nephew is like i think it's cool and she's like thanks and she's like very yeah you can tell that she's Chris- like <laughs> christine baranski's like what kind of christmas is this yeah, yeah. we're death and stabbing and like no it's great it's like a cool story and everybody's appalled by it yeah and she's so just looking for any approval of this like like she's and and uh, and i found my i found myself so endeared to her and judy davis she's a tough edged actress she's not like the most lovable but i i just i i was like god that's a that's a really the heart of this movie is her is her throwing that christmas that she thinks is cool and no one appreciates it and you it know. goes into, you think it kind of might end during the dinner, but it goes into coffee. It goes into Christmas presents and, and yeah. coffee. And that's when the real explosion happens. That's when they tell the mom off. That's when they talk yeah. about the divorce. That's all. That's yeah. kind of. Yeah. Well, you notice in the background, there's a there's a painting of, uh, it's this Bill Trainer painting. And I love this artist. He's like a, uh, 
I don't know what they call them, like a, um, there's like some fancy way of saying it, but basically like a, an artist that didn't train professionally. Outsider uh, But they, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah. But it's like a, it's like a, a slightly condescending term. It's a modern. Not, yeah. It's about, it's a way of saying like, well, they're not trained. So they're, they're, they're interesting in their own way. Kind of mm. anyway, but this guy is great. And the, uh, the painting in the background, there is a red and black dog and it's just called two dogs fighting. And then they have the Chagall in there. And it was like, this movie has a, a little bit of a strange amount of kind of um, like fanciness, I guess, yeah. with the dinner and with the art and with the kind of like, oh, it's a real Chagall, which would be like like a million dollars. The Chagall scene is very, is I think is very important in the movie. And it's a scene I actually think about quite a bit outside of the movie where, yeah, he he walks by the Chagall. And he says, "Is this a Chagall?" And she says, "Yeah, you want it? I, I mm. hate it. I think of it. It's my it's my mother in law's. I think about right, it. Her every her, right. I can see her eyes are looking at me every time I look at the Chagall." And he goes, "You you have you're, you're this lady. You have this Chagall, and you don't even appreciate that you have a, a real a painting by a real a real master in your in your house." It's a great character moment, <laughs> but it's like, also a fair point. It's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. (laughs) Exactly, it makes me think of my mother in law. (laughs) She lives in like a a coffin of her mother in law. Like everything is prop. Most of the things are her mother in law. But I thought that 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 detail of the art. I was like, well, some of this is probably stuff that she brought in. And I I love in movies when they think about that stuff. Like I do think that two dogs fighting was a was like, oh yeah, I think that. The Judy Davis character probably did buy that piece of art. That's not yeah. a mother-in-law piece. Yeah. Well, we were talking about last week. We were talking about the the the, the detail of and uh, this uh, film bad timing, uh, uh, the art on the walls, and this uh, this is a very extremely different movie. Um, but it sort of has... <laughs> well, I mean, the timing is 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 excellent. It's also, in this. Is, yeah, this movie, the timing is great. <laughs> He kidnaps uh, her. I do like when she when she gets kidnapped, and uh, she says, "Well, you wouldn't have kidnapped. You wouldn't have picked a couple. It was because mm-hmm. I was there alone." Yeah. And I sort of uh, I find that funny, and also like, yeah, man, yeah, it's, it's probably true. Yeah. It's probably like a. She's like, "You didn't protect me." Like the very Aww. first thing is. Like you weren't in the store with me, so yeah, this is what to, this yeah, is the result yeah. is that you're yeah. not you're not man enough to come buy crackers with me or whatever. It is. Yeah, <laughs> like so yeah. upset. Yeah, they uh, yeah from the beginning there's been a uh, a lack of him him uh, protecting her. Kevin Spacey. We've not talked about the Kevin Spacey of it all, which is what great actor. What happened? To him? I know Why this guy. It? What happened to him? Why have I even seen him in anything? Lately? He was so good, Kaiser Soze and. Yeah, uh, how much like K-Packs, you know. Usual Suspects was like a year after this? Two years? Yeah, ago? this was like right before to put this in Kevin Spacey to really talk about some Kevin Spacey chronology. In the early 90s you get um Consenting Adults. Hilarious you know. movie. So funny. <laughs> Unlike his life. So such a funny movie. You Unconsenting get, um, Adults. That's yes, wow, yes, that's yes, that's yes, what it ended up yes. becoming. You yes. get uh, Glengarry Glen Ross, which is a, a marvelous performance. Yeah. You get shortly thereafter this film, and then you get Usual Suspects, and then later on in the decade you get American Beauty, and this film is in a way a sort well, of. Well, you left out I, Seven, which I think is like Seven's big. important because um, uh, it's his favorite age. <laughs> oh God! 
No, I mean, because I think that I think that like people that weren't particularly into indie movies, that's the movie where they were like, who is this guy? Who's I this think. guy? Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't know. American Beauty, which is it ended up being his maybe the most uh, revealing about his real personality. Uh, that he likes to work out. Uh, for one. Uh, no that uh, I think this movie's in terms of just like a portrait of a man who's disappointing to his wife and child this movie is a better kevin spacey performance than american beauty i'm willing to go on the books and say i think it's a better movie too other children he's good with but you're forgetting (laughs) about his other christmas movie that he did oh shoot which one fred claus (laughs) (laughs) lest we forget about fred claus fred claus the other kevin spacey christmas uh movie Hmm, um In general, I, I want to put this to, to the group. How do you feel watching Kevin Spacey in a movie now? Can you concentrate? Can you take it seriously? Uh, do you like the movie more? He's got he's got the Michael Jackson, R. Kelly kind of thing to him to where it's, I think his acting is good enough to where people just ignore all the horribleness that happened with him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, R. Kelly, he was literally, you know, as Dave Chappelle had the skits back on Dave, I want to piss on you and all that. And it's like insane to think that that was like a comp, that that was just a point of fun we all had. We all just sort of knew that and had fun. Yeah. Well, that was the same thing R. Kelly had with it. It was just a point of fun with him, you know, but, yeah. you know, he just kept on going and nobody gave a damn and finally ended up in jail. But it's like. I th- I w- actually I'm curious. What is the threshold for artistic greatness versus being a horrendous person? Because like Michael Jackson had that. Where is the cutoff point? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, cr- I don't I know. We'll cr- I think weird. we're gonna crack it tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think for sure. <laughs> I think for sure. I I mean I think it's it's such a matter of opinion because if I listen to I don't I can't even think of an R Kelly song. It's like oh that's easy bye. Like I don't need to listen to him. But I think with something where I you know honestly I think watching this movie I wasn't really particularly thinking about Kevin Spacey now. It was mm-hmm. like seeing a different actor and a sort of. Because it's such an old movie, and I had never seen it before. I'd never it's like seen... watching the Cosby Show. <laughs> well, I mean, I really if I watch that now, I didn't watch it originally. So if I watch that now, it would be super weird to be like, "What is this?" <laughs> but I think I think that because of that, and also because he's not really a, I guess just I love Judy Davis. I think she's awesome. So I don't even think of him as being in this movie in a certain way. Even though he is, because he's, he's a great he's not, man, he is never. Well, because I wrong. think he's he's there to play off of the other characters, but his sort of his character is like, no, I had to make decisions for you because you were too scared to make decisions. Like, okay, fair point, but I think you are really disappointing. I I actually think this is true too of um, uh, Army Hammer. Like, Ooh. it couldn't be better that he was in uh, the Social Network because. You can watch that movie and be like, this guy's awful. Oh, yeah. wait, no, this guy's really awful? It doesn't, yeah. it's, it's, it's close and, you know, it's close enough to. Did he ever actually end up eating anybody or was that just kind of like a, allegedly he eats people or what was the deal there? I don't really know. 
I think, Ryan, you're going to have to ask some of your the f- people at your Hollywood <laughs> parties. I don't know that answer. <laughs> I feel like he didn't eat one. anybody, but he emotionally abused women. No, and, and physically, I, and I th- and, and, and physically assaulted them. Yeah. yeah. So he really, he definitely yeah. did. I think it's... Yeah. it's the the funnier aspect of it is the cannibalism, but he was uh, incredibly horrible to women. So yeah, so there's some real yeah. there's some real stuff, and there's definitely real stuff with Kevin Spacey. But I yeah. sort of agree that like in this movie that that you can I think some of it is time frame. Like I look back at early Michael Jackson, and there's a there's a mo- there's definitely a cutoff point with Michael Jackson where I go I don't think whatever he was doing he was doing it when he made you know, thriller. <laughs> I, I, you know, that seems like really twisting something around to try and make that true because I don't know that that album was amazing. What's wrong with you? I actually yeah, but- don't, I don't agree. I don't think that's a good way to look at stuff. I don't think that you can uh, forgive a person for doing something bad just because they made art during a time when they weren't doing the bad thing. But this is thriller. I'm thriller, not I'm not I'm not forgiving but but I'm saying yeah. the my va- my my ability to enjoy it. It's not what I'm not god. I'm not going I'm not I, I am. What? Yeah. I don't have the capacity to forgive anyone in a, in a definitive way. I'm saying my ability to enjoy Michael Jackson if I watch like some weird thing he did in 20 10 or whatever before he around the time he died i'm like well anything he did horrible he had probably done it by that time if you watch michael jackson as a kid i don't think he had done anything horrible then and yeah, but I, you were saying thriller yeah weren't you well, I, i'm saying i'm he saying thriller a kid he, i think he when he was a, a child i feel horrible for that child yeah, but I don't. I'm, I, I can. I can look at that and really, really admire that performer, and not even have a queasy feeling about it. I'm saying, in the case of Woody Allen, like there's a sort of a Woody Allen threshold where I'm like, it's 1975. I don't think Woody Allen is like molesting children yet. If it's that's, 19, that sweet spot. maybe he is molesting children. I don't know. I don't know. I I have a hard time with that. I I, I uh, ultimately am unforgiving of the entire thing. I, I feel like we've not we've not actually talked about it. What how, what is your reaction when you watch like art by these um, problematic artists? Are you like, eh, you know what? I can't. I, I'm not interested in in them because of the things that they that they did or, or it's hard for me to watch there's no a, there's no right or wrong answer i i'm saying how i perceive it but it's interesting i mean i like i really like ryan adams and he got accused of all of these bad things mm-hmm. and i'm torn on whether or not i mean he's back basically he's touring and he's releasing music and it's better than ever. You know, it's like, do I go to the Ryan Adams show? Am I allowed to go to the Ryan Adams show and and post about it? Or do I have mm-hmm. to secretly go to the thing and support it? And, you know, so it's it's kind of a... But would, I mean, regardless of would you go and would you financially uh, uh, give money to Ryan Adams? That's one question. But would you go and would you enjoy it? Like, would you... Yeah. Do, are you capable of enjoying that? Like, I think it would be in the back of my mind the entire time. I don't think I would actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Spacey's a kind of a safe example almost in a way because he's not like, no one's like a Spacey super fan. <laughs> excuse me (laughs) Andy has seen all of Kevin Spacey's movies you've paid it forward and Kevin Spacey is alive and well so if I'm uh, watching this movie um, then I'm potentially paying him uh, which I don't really like 
Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think you're doing it if you're streaming it on Hoopla, the public library's uh, right. free streaming movie app, or watching the previously purchased DVD, which uh, I bought before I knew anything about Kevin Spacey being a bad person. I uh, th- uh, mm-hmm. three ninety nine this movie. Am I reimbursed through <laughs> the podcast for? You actually are reimbursed. We used to am offer I? reimbursements, and then no one was interested in them. But but we can reimburse. I am you. interested. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Venmo. You know the Venmo. <laughs> I think most people are too embarrassed to ask for three ninety nine. Well, because people sometimes but, I mean, go you to are movies. Talking, you are dealing yeah. with the airplane tickets and a uh, a wedding cost. Exactly. Yeah. Well, now you're. Lot. It's coming out of the wedding fund. The three ninety nine is coming, and we're gonna. Oh no! <laughs> now you're on a podcast with musicians. That's just how it goes. Every yeah, penny counts. Uh, there you go. Musicians easier than ever to make a living as a musician. That's what I. It hear. is. It is. It is. I figured I actually got my BMI royalties today. I don't want to brag, but I made almost ten dollars from BMI this last quarter. So, oh wow! BMI, uh, explain what BMI is for people who don't know what BMI is. The, uh... It's a royalty collections agency. So yes. you know, if you get about a thousand streams for one song, you might get about three to seven cents. So, wow, I kinda, well, that's I, a lot. I kind of done well. We're about to have a nice Taco Bell dinner after this tonight. And, I, I just want to say that my single "Somebody Like You" is also included in that. Uh, somebody like you actually is included that, in that BMI. That oh, was really? on another account. Mm-hmm. Oh. That account I just saw it checked tonight. We got like ten dollars on. So oh, wow, wow. We're like we're like almost twenty in airs if we incl- include another one in there. We we good, baby. Woo. Well. I have to take care of your sister very well. (laughs) See, I only know BMI as something that you uh, you check to see if you're over or underweight. Yeah, yeah, they put calipers on you to measure the BMI. Yeah, mine's risen, but you know it's not a good way. If you're Uh if you're a musician, it's uh, if you're over or under poverty. (laughs) That's what BMI (laughs) is. Maybe it's just the same number as your dollars. There you go. I actually, I actually, one day I was hanging out. This I don't know how this singer I was talking to, or a singer I was playing with, she got to talking to the president of BMI. So BMI, yeah, there's BMI, ASCAP, all the things. I guess it's like SAG after or whatever those things mean in y'all's worlds. It's the people who you know give you your money for the work you have done and put out. She was uh, hanging with this dude who came to one of our shows, Bob O'Neill. And we got talking after a gig that he came to see us at. And he was like, I was like, so what was your, what's your history? He's like, yeah, so I was the guy who had to go around to all of the network affiliates and sell them on the idea of David Letterman. Wow. So this guy, yeah, he literally like went around the country with Letterman before he got his show and was just like, Mm. yep. Yep, this guy he's funny. Let's go. And now now he is the one, you know, making us all of us our sweet, sweet royalties. Woo. Wow. Man. Life that is seems long. like hard to explain though. I don't know how oh, yeah. you would say, Yeah, David Letterman, he's the uh the, he's like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seems like a hard sell, Letterman, actually, in retrospect. It's like this is a midwestern kind of goon. Was he not uh, like chipper in the beginning? 
I think the whole thing with him was he was like more more sarcastic tone. You know, mm-hmm. he was a little bit of a leery. You know, he has also, much better. Another yeah. very inappropriate man. <laughs> Letterman is Letterman a me too? Oh my god! I will god. say yeah. he has much better better skin than Lena though. Just oh, nowadays geez. his skin oh looks god. a lot better. In, hey, you know what? Hey, it's Thanksgiving god, dinner. God bless Leno. God bless Leno and, and God uh, bless Leno and his burnt. Chin. Speedy, speedy recovery for Leno. Which one? Um, Which one? Uh, our, uh, and watching this, what is your mama panic attack assessment? Well, my mama panic attack assessment, MPA rating, uh, this movie does involve a child uh, being threatened with a gun, um, but <laughs> in such an unrealistic way. And the child is so uh, clearly more of an adult than everyone in the movie. Perhaps mm-hmm. like more capable of functioning than everyone else in the movie, including the criminal who's holding the gun on him. Um, I think uh, it does not trigger anything. Yelling and screaming around a child uh, it bothers me, but this is so um, uh, ridiculous. Uh, might give this a G. Okay, a G? but he, oh. but he held the gun to the face of Dennis Leary. And he didn't do anything about it. So how do you feel? So you say they held a gun against him, but he no, he had the gun at one point and didn't know how to use it. And he was in military school. Uh, what yeah. is with that? Cause, this well, because he is... was a bad kid because he mm-hmm. had to be. He had to. So be he was just dumb. Straight. Okay. No, 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 no. I think I think military school is like, oh, you were acting up. You were doing, you were doing things that you shouldn't be doing. So you go to military school, and they'll. Fix you, and then when he got there, I guess he was like, "I'll blackmail J.K. Simmons." In his film debut, that debut. was his film debut. Yeah, he um, already looked like a quarter of the how old he is now. Shit. Yeah, it's p- tough with bald guys because they can be like they can be twenty eight, and you're like, "What are you? What were you like fifty? And it's like, "No, I was I was young. I was a young man." Um, you know, I have a yeah, I have a weird theory. I I think why is blackmail a crime? Why have you ever thought about that? Why is it a crime? Like, what's wrong with blackmailing somebody? Because it's like not. It really should be. (laughs) It's pretty obvious. It's like a crime of guilt against your own conscience. I mean, you're basically saying like like I have information on you that people would be embarrassed to learn about. I want some money, or I'm going to tell people. Like mm-hmm. I understand that's not it's not morally I know, but, but something the, I would do, but like why <laughs> like why is it punished? Why can you like then go to the cops and say like someone's blackmailing? Me? Here's why. Yeah. Here's why. I think it's really obvious why. Because who are the people who have something to lose if you blackmail them? Are people who are have some sort of social standing that they would lose? Yeah. So those are the same people that would be like, well. Should have a yeah. law against this. But I think the reason, the real thing is like, would you want someone to blackmail you? Um, yeah, Ryan. Would you want somebody to blackmail you? Uh, I got the dead. Look, uh, we've been through this before, Carly, and uh, I don't need that coming up again. I got the dead. I don't need blackmail. Yeah. Um, 
But I think it's, I, that's why it's illegal. Is because is that, is that like, like yeah? It. Because politicians get blackmailed. But I'm like, as a as a man of the people, I'm like, let's legalize blackmailing. Come on, let's have some fun. Really, you're be fear yeah. for that, but the anti weed. I don't. I don't, I, I don't know what I put. No, also, no one cares what I believe politically. That might be the next one up on the on the <laughs> with the Supreme Court. Is exactly like, blackmail is now legal. I just think it's not. Every time I, so I hear about somebody being blackmailed, I'm like, okay. So what? So what? Well, I think that's because you heard about it after the after it was over when they said, yeah. Yeah. Like with, Speak- with David Letterman, he was like, I'm going to tell everyone that yeah. I had a really inappropriate relationship with my much younger staff member mm-hmm. so that the blackmail doesn't work anymore. Yeah. yeah, he was blackmailed. He came out with it. He yeah. was blackmailed. Yeah. 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 I would just come out with it. I mean, that's what he did. Yeah. And it was kind of successful. It was totally successful out. at the yeah. time. And then later I mean, it was like, yeah. oh, wait, that was maybe not totally great. He had the he was lucky to have that whole discussion before people were talking about the power differential, like the idea of like you you slept with your intern, basically. And you know, a bunch of them. Yeah. Like it yeah. wasn't just her. Yeah. Multiple. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Dave, Jay, I hope you're all doing good. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, Glennis Johns, have... Glennis Johns, <clears throat> I will Johns. say, Glennis Johns, Judy Davis did not sleep with their interns. They so, did not. Coming they away from not. this movie, we have to really acknowledge the the honorable actions of these women who did not. Exactly. I could. I could. We can <laughs> criticize Kevin Spacey all day as we should, but uh, should Glennis Johns still living suffer? For mm-hmm. the actions of Kevin Spacey, but I also know. I don't think Robert J. Stein Miller Jr. slept with any of his interns. Exactly, you're talking about the young actor who played Jesse. Yes, I don't think I've never heard anything bad about uh, Robert J. Stein Miller Jr. He's got a great Jesse. rep in this town. Stein yeah, he's Miller great. Jr. is is a is a, he's a he's a prince. Um, you had some you learned something interesting about the ending. Uh, I did. Yeah. The ending, uh, I guess, had to be reshot because the original ending is that uh, the Dennis Leary character, he turns himself in. Yeah. He's he decides to be honest and turn himself in. Yeah. In the name of Christmas. (laughs) And uh, people hated it so much that they had to go back and and reshoot it. So it was a much Uh, originally a much sappier kind of traditional ending of like of like a kid i gotta show you that crime doesn't pay i'm turning myself in yeah well there's yeah. kind of a scene in that movie at the end of the movie though where it's like dennis leary is like don't start running kid if you start you won't stop yeah and so there, there's a kind of a little preachy moment in that Ew. that they left in yeah um there the other character that i'm not crazy about is gus and Gus, I kind mm. of have an aversion to, like I do Donnie on Frasier. It's kind of. <laughs> You're a notorious uh, Saul Rubinek Donnie on Frasier. I hate hater. Donnie. Yeah. We saw Donnie at a movie theater once, and you're like, it's Donnie. And I was like, oh, that guy. That guy. <laughs> I'm not you know, I've seen Dottie in person now like two or three times. I Why? saw him in a play once. I oh, saw him God. in a play. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, awful, horrible. But what Hate is them. why don't what about what is it about Gus that you don't? This is uh, the actor Richard Bright who uh 
interestingly enough, he's one of the only actors to be in all three Godfather movies. Is a uh, is this guy? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's oh, like him, interesting. Al, him, Al Pacino, and Diane Keaton, I think, are like, or maybe Talia Shire, are the only actors that are in all of the Godfather movies. But what is it about Gus that you're like? Oh, Nobody cares about Gus. There's a side subject about Gus, and Gus is an alcoholic, and Gus is kind of a screw up, and he's he's hooking up with this lady on the boat and the escape boat that they're going to get away on. And it just, there's too much focus on this Gus guy. And I actually don't care about Gus. I want to, I want more attention on, on the, you know, the yeah. actual people that matter. That I think, so Jesse, Gus, and the Lieutenant guy are, are the three areas where we lose focus throughout the movie, uh, be it intentional or not. Yes, I feel like uh, I feel like I really felt that this time. Maybe because I I I had to watch the full movie start to finish, and this might be more of a movie that I'm used to having on in the background. And you know, you kind of pay attention to a moment here and there, and then at the end, by the end, you're you know to focus up when everyone has the candlestick hats on. You're like, okay, time to focus up and watch the really funny part of the movie. This time I really felt like, yeah, I'm really sitting through these characters that are not uh the the actual focus. You really you really just want to get back in that house with Leary, Spacey, and Judy Davis. Yeah. And that extended family. And the extended family for sure. Yeah. yeah. You, you know it's a really good, well written movie when you realize that Gus is actually the name of Dennis Leary's. I know, character. I realize that I messed that up just a minute ago. Dennis Leary is Gus. Murray is the other Murray, guy. that's oh. it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think that's Gus. <laughs> Gus is yeah. So to clarify, Gus is Dennis Leary. Yes. Murray. That's strong yes. character building right there for yeah. you folks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Richard um, Wright. Yeah, Richard, Richard Bright. Bright. That's it. Richard Bright. He was the he was the guy. He was uh he was in all the uh, Godfathers. Um, Are those good? By the way, I still have never <laughs> seen a God. You're about to revoke the marriage, aren't you? <laughs> I might revoke this marriage if you if depending on what you. Well, I think what you need, and I know that you and uh, I know Carly was telling me about like you guys went to see Badlands. Which I so good. That sounded great. That's encouraging and everything. But I think I think we just need to spend like two weeks together, and we'll we'll see it all. We'll see. Give me a list. We'll cover the whole. We'll cover the whole gambit. That's a lot of movies. Um, That's that's uh, a lot. We can do uh, it though. You you show me like. 20 movies, and I'll show you all the Jurassic Park movies like three times each. We're good. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's basically the same. The um, we have to rate this movie on a scale of something that is specific to this movie, and I feel like we we should, everybody here. I want I want to hear a nomination, and we'll we'll just choose one. Oh, okay. Uh, I've thought uh, about this already. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not we're not playing any favors. We're not going to combine it. We're not going to do some combined yeah. jazz of uh, everyone's mm-hmm. the winner tonight. Well, only one person here will dominate the thing uh so uh carly you said you had a nomination let's or, or a pitch let's hear your pitch i my nomination is slipper socks slipper I socks i think that's yeah. great that's a that's also a nice phrase to say yeah slipper uh-huh. socks medium yeah slipper socks medium um and also it's something you can have a number of so you can have two exactly. pairs of slipper socks that's four yeah wait does <laughs> but the slipper so oh it does okay all right so that's yeah. okay. Yeah. What the now. hell are we nominating right now? Slipper socks. Well, we're, we're, the we're, rating we're, system. We have to we have to rate the movie out of a, on a scale of something specific to the movie. 
Oh, there we go. Uh, right, yes, right. and so yeah. mine is mine is Doctor Wong's, played by B D Wong. Ooh. Uh, but ah. I'm already I'm already get taking this back. I I like slipper socks actually. Yeah, uh, slipper socks is yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Feels more um, specific because you could uh, also be talking about a dinosaur movie. That's true. I I um, held my breath on that one. Yeah. All right, so slipper socks. So the way that we do it is we each uh, give it our rating, and then you, as the guest, uh, you give it the final and ultimately the only rating that matters to Whoa, anyone for the rest of time. Shit. For yes. the nineteen people that watch this movie, <laughs> your rating wow. will forever define. If you give it a zero, uh, uh, that's then the movie's in the in the in the shit can forever. If you give it four, then it'll will be considered one of the greats. And you guys define it forever. I don't all think shows. we've ever had a zero. Or none. We haven't had a zero. Or none. We haven't yeah. really rated anything that low. I think we rated. I gave like being the Ricardos a very low rating because I oh that wow movie was terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, I also have to ca- talk about uh, where I saw this movie. I watched it from home on my. So I found very good parking in my driveway. <laughs> I got very lucky. You're doing yes, uh, the park, yes. Yeah. No problem parking. No problem parking. Any any snacks? Did you eat any good snacks uh, during the film? No, I had dinner before, so I didn't I didn't snack. 3.99. The, the 3.99. I 3.99 it to do the rental. Uh yeah, I'll I'll gladly go first. I think that the ref it's a, this is a kind of a difficult movie to rate. Because my instinct is to go in and say, this is a four out of four wonderful film. Oh, my gosh. I love this movie so much. I grew up with it as a perennial holiday classic. It's not your daddy's Christmas movie. This is kind of a dark uh, Christmas movie, you know, kind of Christmas movie. Rewatching it, I, I do think that there are some just fundamental issues about the structure of it, wherein there's a lot of subplots that sort of don't add up to much. And it seems all a a kind of an attempt to get us away from really the core of the movie, which is so successful with the core uh, married couple in this, and Dennis Leary is this thief. And so ultimately, I I might have to say that the movie is a three and a half. I think a three and a half actually is kind of fair for this movie. I just think that that more of the movie, more of what I really liked about the movie is focused in the last half hour than I ever realized. I thought more of the movie proportionally was better. And it's a it's a testament really to that last half hour, just how funny and great that last half hour is. And so to me, it's three and a half, I think. I, I think that's my new take on the ref. It's 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 still a movie I really love for the parts that are good. But I would say that it takes it takes a little patience to get to those parts. Three and a half. Okay, so I'm sorry. How many slipper socks are on the rack? Three and a half. There out are three. Of... There are three and a half. There are. Oh, I'm sorry. It's three and a half out of four. Uh, well, I watched this, of course, without all of the the background feeling about it. I I found the most of the movie uh pretty boring. <laughs> um. The uh, the therapy stuff at the beginning I did think was was interesting with the little bell ringing, um, mm-hmm. because that seemed like actually a horrible therapist. <laughs> like, yeah, like just from the beginning was like, hmm, well, some some interesting choices about what the conflicts were, I guess. 
But then, you know, I do think that it's it has weirdly good actors in it, which elevates the material, which I think is kind of has its moments like the dinner party. Definitely. I agree with everybody. The dinner party at the end has mm-hmm. has some some good tension in it um, and some really committed acting. And but as a Christmas movie. God, I would hate it if this was something that I could relate to uh, in my family. Uh, I would not wish this upon my child. Uh, I think this is, it's it's just miserable. It's like, is this, is everything going to be fine after this Christmas? I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, maybe Dennis Leary will come back and they were hoping for a sequel or something. But I think just based on the amount of the movie that I, that I, that I was um, in, invested in, I would give this... Two and a half slipper socks, so oh, one okay. one one useless slipper sock. I guess <laughs> only wow, two okay. are usable. All right, okay. yeah, because it had some moments, and I do really, I do think Judy Davis is, is is very is always interesting. She's great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess this up. Okay, I I agree on three point five. By the way, I agree on that. Okay, but I do have in lieu of my rating, I have a one minute question for you. Mm-hmm. Quick answer. What do you what standards does it take to qualify for something being a Christmas movie? Such as an example, Gremlins. It happens during Christmas, but it's not Christmas focused. Oh, this is a good What question. makes something qualify as a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. What do you think? My feeling about it is like if you uh, I guess anything that takes place during Christmas can be interpreted as a Christmas movie. Um, and Die it's Hard become... is is that a Christmas so, movie? Yeah, Die Hard is that a Christmas movie? Yeah, everybody. I mean, that's the new like Christmas classic. People say like, "Oh, Die Hard's actually a Christmas movie." Okay, that's my favorite. A lot of people, that's like their favorite Christmas movie. And so I feel like the ref, the ref is more explicitly about Christmas. Like it's about like actually opening presents and family problems and you know all the stuff that you would get around Christmas time. It's like you could put it in the same category as like Christmas Vacation. And it's, what do you think qualifies as a Christmas movie? I think it has to have some kind of Christmas activity. Like I said, like with like Gremlins, like the only Christmassy thing that happens is like, they get attacked from a gremlin in a tree. Yeah. If the movie could exist without it being Christmas, it's not a Christmas movie. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's why I just don't understand, like, Die Hard and all this stuff, like, where it's just like, this one is a Christmas movie. It's a, it's the best, actually, I'm going to give this, in terms of Christmas movies, a four out of four. Oh, wow, okay. This has actually been, which, by Whoa. the way, this is, I think, our first Christmas movie to watch together, so... This will, we will, I will always associate, this is, this is our Christmas movie. I hope you know that. No, so, we had the It's a Wonderful Life, which I cried during, during we COVID. We watched this but... before, we watched this before that. Oh, that's true. I think yeah, I did yeah. make you watch it before. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, we saw Wonderful Life, and that was my first time I ever see it somehow. I don't know how, yeah. but, yeah. you know, it was actually yeah. pretty good, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll give that, like, a 2.5. It's all right, you know? <laughs> Ref four. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So as a uh, that's your that's your rating as a but Getting, yeah yeah okay all right all right Carly uh this together you guys sort of form together the main rating here so we might have to average your two reviews as mm-hmm. the definitive rating of the film I have an wow. adjust I have an adjustment on mine yeah 
I just looked over and saw her computer where she had the IMDb loaded up oh, for this movie. Are you gonna steal my joke? I forgot how bad Leary's facial hair is uh, in this, so it's, I'm I'm moving mine down to a three point seven five. So we are the decide. We decide if the movie goes on to move on to Hollywood or not, right? If, yes. If we give, if we, mm-hmm. if we okay. All if right. it gets to be this, made in 1993. If it gets to be, okay. That took yes. away their dreams. I'm going back up yeah. to four. Wow. Does it, does it go to Hollywood? Does it go to Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. I'm looking at the the uh, poster or something on IMDb, and ABC TV Los Angeles said that it was historically hysterically funny. Uh-oh. And historically. You're going to argue with yeah. K- a- a- ABC Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with this movie. It means something to me. I have a history with it. I love it. I've always loved it. I uh, And even watching it uh, yesterday, I still love it. I think it holds up. I will be critical, though, and say that there are parts of it that are unfocused uh, and parts of it that I wish they, you know, maybe kind of divided up differently. So therefore, I think I'm going to agree with Ryan with his 4.5, four and a half slipper sock. Well, three and rating. a half. Oh, you said three and a half. Well, well, it's, four, well, it's out of four. Yeah. Oh, three and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah so I'm, yeah. I'm doing three and a half. <laughs> yes. yeah. You can it's critically give it more than four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be critical and say it's an 11 out of 10. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, so I'll do three and a half. Okay, all right. I'm all gonna right. I'm gonna go three and a half uh slipper socks. Maybe there's yeah. just no there's no there's no way of comparing a person in twenty twenty two sitting down to watch this movie on Hoopla and someone who's been watching it since they were five. There's just yes. it's like we're yeah. there's no yeah. way yeah. we're gonna see it the same way. So it's like yeah. it's comparing so it's but five, you know, I feel like ten. We, what difference does it make? Really, I feel like know? we have this discussion almost every week because almost yeah. every week people come in and they're like, "I love whatever." It can be anything, and they're like, "I love it so much; it's my favorite." And then we have to go. Well, you know, here's the thing: it's not quite. I'm watching this on my like TV or my laptop in 2022. It's not a movie that I have a tremendous. I mean, and I've done this with certain movies where I'm like. I'll rewatch like Dirty Dancing and I'm like, wow, it's actually much better than I thought it was. Or I'll, 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 Ooh, I'll watch yeah. like. But that's still well, different than yeah. the feeling. Like, I think that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. I didn't give it a very high rating because it's like, yeah. I can't, I can't generate that. But there are movies that I, I completely understand are like, yeah. yeah, this maybe isn't a movie that someone watching it today would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. But yeah. they would. <laughs> like I would be like, no, 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 but you don't understand. <laughs> like, exactly. That's yeah, just yeah, how it. Yeah. That's why yeah. I, I think that's also part of why nostalgia movies are so great because you can sit with them and kind of have some of the familiar feeling exactly like a holiday. Like you take out a particular ornament or a particular outfit or you know your Christmas sweater or whatever your tradition is. Yeah. And right. And you you take these these movies out too, and that's part of the experience. Is like, oh. It's homey. 
Exactly. I mean, there are like, I mean, not the truly slipper socks, slipper socks. When Christine Baranski <laughs> uh-huh. says that, that's like watching a home movie. It has the same effect of like, oh, this is a this is a phrase I heard. Whatever yeah. Yeah. plays a hundred times on cable, you laugh it, you laugh about it, you quote it or whatever. There are Judy Davis moments like that in this. There are Kevin, uh, not well, maybe less Kevin Spacey, but there are Dennis Leary <laughs> parts in the movie yeah. that I that I still really like and enjoy, and they become. Uh, they they're woven into the fabric of your of your life and your the way you celebrate the holidays or whatever. And that having been said, it's like ah, it's, yeah, it's not a perfect movie. That's why if it were a perfect movie, if it were like an all time great movie, I'd give it a four. But what can you do? Four and a half, um, really. I or a four and a half. <laughs> I would bump it up to a yeah. four and a half. Um, Carly Lane and Andrew Shaver, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out here tonight uh, and uh, giving us a, a family-themed Thanksgiving episode. Uh, and it's very late on your side of the world there. And uh, so thank you so much for uh, for being here. What do you guys got coming out? Uh, how can people find you? Uh, what's the how do you uh, uh, tell us how to find you and promote what you got going something? On? We're not yeah. slackers. We got this. We're very important people. We, we got things going uh, on. Yeah. Andy, go ahead, promote it away. Well, I've got I've got some songs coming up, so you can just watch uh, watch my Instagrams. I'm also if you're in the Nashville area, I'm playing. Like four or five shows a week around here if I'm not on the road. So check that out. And at at Andrew underscore Shaver underscore guitarist, which I gotten flack for because apparently you don't need those in there, but that's just what Instagram gave me. But you know what? <laughs> if you hit me up, I'll tell you where I'm playing. I'll tell you what songs I got coming out. And my my favorite stuff coming out soon is is this Carly Lang girl I've been producing and mixing. It's the most beautiful things I've ever done in my career musically. So I'll let you t- I'll let her tell you all about it. Got some new music coming out in 2023, baby. So make sure to follow along. Carly's spelt the normal way, C-A-R-L-Y. Lane spelt not the normal way, L-A-Y-N-E. So basically all of the socials and all of the websites and all of the things on the internet. Uh, what's that, that what's your, that handle there? Uh, your at, at Carly Lane is okay. where you can find me. And uh, yeah, follow along, follow along. L-A-Y-N-E isn't normal. Is that why I don't get mail around here? Mm. <laughs> well, don't Maybe. list it as your address. Uh, I don't yeah, wanna, don't, yeah, don't tell us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah. I endorse you guys and and, and testify it oh, not just to, not just because your family. I I think uh, uh, check out this music and uh, and follow these guys and uh, bright young stars in the Nashville world. Wait, but you didn't do you didn't do you didn't do the the Hollywood guy voice though. They're bright young stars <laughs> you in the world of Nashville. I'm a little bit offended that I didn't quite get the David Letterman intro of Ladies and Gentlemen, Carly Lane. Yes, oh, that, yeah. that wasn't quite that. <laughs> it should have been more like uh, SNL, show, like Steve. ladies, gentlemen, Ali. Yeah, um, ladies, gentlemen, Carly Lane. For my next yeah. single, can you do that for my like? I'll do an EPK thing for it to introduce the song. Can you can you throw down on that? Oh yeah, we'll do. We could do Don Pardo introducing you. Um, oh jeez, uh, that'd be the best. Ladies ever. and gentlemen, musical guest. Yes. <laughs> Well, thanks again, guys, and happy Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. I don't think I've ever said this to a guest, but bye. Love you. Love and, you. Uh, bye. <laughs> you 
will next week too. It's so weird. This is the beginning know, of Tim, saying Tim it Tim every week. I'll be like, bye, Tim. Love you. He wasn't talking to you, Carly. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Well, thank you so much, guys. I know it's right. super late. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.